This is a special presentation from the Not After 30 podcast. Mike, the coach Paracone, and Anthony El Jefe De Francesca are going to be dads. This is a We're Going to Be Dads podcast. All right, we're all in. Ready to start episode three of the We're Going to Be Dads podcast? Yeah, absolutely, Let's buddy. Let's do this. Cheers. I'm so excited. Cheers, boys. Clink. What's up, Nana Nation? Thank you for downloading this. This is episode three of the We're Going to Be Dads podcast. With me, as always, I got my dad in training partner, Mike Pericone. Mike Pericone, say what's up. What's up? And today we got a special treat for the Nana Nation. One of your own. One of the true supporters of the podcast. A brother of ours. A longtime brother of ours. But tonight he's our dad. Kyle, say hi to the pod. What's up, Podcast Nation? I'm so happy to be back. Oh, well, if there's one guy who's been an inspiring father, friend who turned into a father, it's been Kyle. <clears throat> Kyle's one of those great examples of a dad, and tonight he's going to be teaching us how to be your daddy. Yeah, like for once I'm going to be an expert on something. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You're an expert on tequila. We tried that. It didn't work out too That's well. true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> All right, so for that, find our, our lost episode of the Tequila Chronicles. Today's episode three of the We're Going to Be Dads podcast. We're going to be talking about the first trimester, some highs and lows on the first trimester, uh, and some of the feelings that some of uh, the, the mother of your child might be feeling. So without further ado, let's get into the first trimester. Gentlemen, first try. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Man, what a crazy experience <laughs> that was. That was just like, I guess that's the tip of the iceberg. You're already in all this uncharted territory, and now that we've been along so far, we can look back on it. But, man, that was uh, that was the beginning of a hell of a lifestyle adjustment. And uh, just the, and the physical changes become more pronounced. It be, starts to become a bit more real. You get your first eyes on that uh, sonogram, and it's just... Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy life-changing experiences. Everything becomes real. Yeah. Yeah, shit gets real real fast. Real yeah, no fast. Doubt. All right. Uh, in the first trimester, what's going on? Like, we, we, we know that at this point, our the mother of the child has missed her period. She's now, is like, starting to get, like, a little, maybe not worried, but, like, a little concerned about why her, her period hasn't shown up. If you guys are trying, you know, it's a, it's a time for good hope. Yeah. If you're not trying, it's time for good scare. So... Maybe let's let's talk about. Actually, sorry, Kyle. You should probably introduce yourself. You have one child, right? Yes. Good call. Uh, I have a son. He's two and a half years old, and I'm currently. Well, I'm not, but my wife is currently pregnant with our second, and uh, just finished the first trimester. So right on. So it's fresh. So it's fresh. Right on. Um. Yeah. What's your son's name? His name's Noah. Right on. What's up, little Noah? If you're listening to this in future. Don't turn it off. Yes, yeah. go to your room right away. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so in the first trimester, we're dealing with a lot of things at the like um, a lot of new experiences. Let's say, do you guys do you guys remember the first um, notification that they that this was going to happen? Like, was it a pregnancy test? Was it a, that time of the month missed? Well, okay. So. Um we were trying, like we want a big family. Uh, Crystal and I want a very large family, so we actually did ovulation tests like crazy, like okay. all the time. Dollar store ovulation tests are the best, <laughs> man. They're the best. Okay. And uh, you just, you know, she just does her thing on the stick, and uh, time is time, and let's go. You, you, you make yeah. it happen, and um, yeah. So then, when you're trying, you know, the excitement is okay. 
you, you did your work. Now you wait, and then you do the the next test, right? The next uh, the the pregnancy test, and then you wait, you wait, you wait, and you get so excited. So yeah, that that's that's what happened. That was our experience. Right on. Mike, you got you the same experience or something different? I, you know what? I guess in some ways uh, similar, in some ways different. I know for us, um, we had been trying for about a year. Um, uh, still, I think... I think I've talked about this before, and if not, it's certainly on a future podcast, but, um, you know, we'd basically given up trying, and at that point, uh, that's when it happened, right? So, but but the, the circumstances surrounding me finding out, I guess my wife would have been five or six weeks pregnant when she figured it out. Um, we'd given it all up. We'd come back from vacation. Everything was nice, and I went out with my brother i think just to watch the hockey game or something and she decided she we we sort of abstained from alcohol and things like that in the couple months leading up to us deciding not to just because again let's give it a healthy shot there was a little bit of tension over the time that we were trying to get it and we just decided you know what we're going to stop thinking about it we're going to reset and if it happens it happens so um she said that she sat down uh, when i was away and uh, poured herself a glass of wine and then thought to herself I should pee on the stick. It's been a while, this and that. I haven't had a drink in a long time. Just to be safe, I'm going to do it. So she did, was shocked to find out that she, she was pregnant. Didn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Right. Poured the glass of wine out and then sat on the couch for three hours, trying not to bug me because she wanted to be special and she knew I was watching the, the hockey game or, or I think it was a ball game actually at that point. But um, yeah, and so I get home at about 11.30 at night and she doesn't tell me as so much as she can't stop staring at me and grinning that I think yeah. I'm like I told her I'm like what's wrong like what did I do what's you know yeah. like you look ridiculous yeah. right <laughs> and and the more that I I kept kind of prying the more that she just kept grinning and grinning and then I just it was like yeah yeah and it was just like oh go crazy right <laughs> so I'm sorry absolutely you know well, and that, that and that was genuine, it right that's a genuine response right yeah, excitement sure. yeah that just blew up your can, ears yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry everybody at home yeah. will beep that but um yeah no it was it was just elation yeah. uh, especially when I wasn't expecting it you know Did, do you think that there was any pressure um you know you said you gave up trying and yeah. then it happened do you think there was pressure while you were trying I for sure felt pressure yeah after a while Me I'm too. like hold on a second I've spent my whole life learning in sex ed that you gotta really try not to have kids otherwise oh, yeah. it should it'll happen right away and then you'll have this burden if you're 17 and unmarried and all that other stuff they teach you and it's like okay so now that I'm married and everything's all you know we got it we waited until we were married to right try time. because and it, so I thought you know honestly by a year it's like I would have fired yeah. correctly at one point right <laughs> and so know. yeah no there's there's self-doubt there's uh doubt amongst each other you try, you talk about it because if you don't you're it's going to be a serious problem but still you're trying to figure out so we go through cleanliness uh do a, do a little bit of testing and stuff like that and you're just like no everything should be fine it's just i guess it's just not working it's not meant to be and if it's not meant to be right now maybe there's a reason and then that's why we just said okay and then there's just then there's more pressure yeah, then it's yeah. like what's wrong with me or what yeah. you know she's thinking what's wrong with her and yeah exactly and there's a lot of unspoken pressure i don't think it's any i think it's honestly the most pressure I put was on myself like why can't I give my wife this child why like it's what I want I don't understand I think I'm doing this right yeah you know so what's what's the issue so I've, I think I've always made the joke that like you guys just have to go out to the bar and get sloppy drunk and then yeah. take the other one home and it, oops it happens right because right. that's that's the stories you always hear yeah mm-hmm. no 100% I, my wife's the type that if I did that I would not be able to have sex with her. She is like, I, she's the opposite of most girls where she gets sleep? drunk. No, she goes to sleep, but it's impossible. It's impossible to have sex with her. Like oh. she, yeah. So we've never had that luck. Well, for us, the, the, it was a little, we didn't have as much of a magic moment um, because there's like a lot of, uh, I don't want to say stress, but there's a lot of strain on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we did IUI, um, you have that moment where the, the inject the sample right in, right into the uterus. And, uh, 
And, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever forget the expression on her face when it was happening because it was it was kind of uh, a surreal moment. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do a good job to ex- uh, explain it, but it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, this is magic. Magic's yeah. happening right now. Right. And then, Science. Yeah, science magic. Yeah. Science the best magic. kind of magic. <laughs> yeah. The realest of all the magics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, but... Uh, a couple, I think three days later or whatever it is, uh, she went and did the test, came positive. Uh, we did like a little like, you know, fist pump and happy, big, big hug, big kiss. Yeah. But um, the, that was really, like, that was like the highest of the highest for yeah. us because now, now we're in the race. Now, now we can, it's now on. it's go time. Yeah, now yeah. it's on. Yeah. So for us, that was a real big high. Um, and then everything changes. <laughs> then shit changes. That's right. And so now let's flip the squid switch. That was like a real big high in the situation. Right. Now let's get to the lows. Um, we'll, we'll start with some of the easier lows first. But um, uh, like, have you guys noticed like any bad like morning sicknesses or stuff like that? Yeah, I'll step in on that one for sure. My wife struggled a lot in the first trimester um, with morning sickness. Uh, it probably didn't help that my mom. God bless her. I was telling my oh nothing happened with me. It was wonderful. I always felt good. This and that, and and, and sure enough, my wife's sitting there, and you know a couple times a day she's ill, and uh, you know that's not fun for her. Um, you know she tried her best with it. She was a real soldier, and it, I think in a lot of ways it just kind of masked some of that short term. Like once, uh, so you find out at six weeks and everything's great, and then at eight weeks you feel a little bit more comfortable, and at twelve weeks you start telling people, but as that sort of novelty in those first-time experiences wear off, the reality of pregnancy sets in, and it's like, no, this is like, it's a full-time job for this woman, right? right? Absolutely. You know, so... Uh, women, the women are 100% like the warriors in this. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. We, did, we did 45 seconds of hard work, and then we sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. And like, our job as the, you know, the man is to comfort them through those hardships, because they deal with some serious shit. Yeah. But on, on that point, like, you know, your, your wife struggled with morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll, I'll get into it a little bit more later, but Crystal has been pregnant five times now. Yeah. So every time is different. Every sure. first trimester mm-hmm. is completely different. Like, she's had morning sick, like, she has morning sickness with this one. Okay. But she didn't really have them in any other ones. Okay. Right? So, like, every, every single pregnancy, pregnancy that she has had has been completely different. Yeah. Have you guys um, noticed or heard of any of the, like, the physical pain that that first trimester causes? Uh, I, I found, to be honest with you, now that we are in the third trimester, the physical pain is a little bit more pronounced now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, I mean, you're carrying around a little bit more. The, I think the uncomfortableness uh, and, and it starts to show up in, in the end of the first trimester. As the belly starts to go, maybe they start to pop in, and, and it starts to show that, like, oh, no, this is just... This is where it's really starting to cook, but I found the physical stuff was later on, and the and the the internal stuff was was earlier on. But I mean, I'm sure that can change from woman to woman. Again, it's so. I mean, when you get down to the basic science of it, each life needs different things to grow and to sustain and all that, and that's why it's probably so unique in every pregnancy. Yeah. So you know, I can't imagine what's you know one certain life would need versus another. It's pretty miraculous the more you think about it. I can't. I'm really bad with memory, and I can't remember the timeline, so I might be speaking in the wrong trimester here, but some physical pain that Crystal has experienced, which are weird, is like complete numbness in her wrists, which is really weird for someone who is a hairstylist, you know, you need that. I remember her struggling with that with Noah. I think it was more second or third trimester, to be honest, Mm -hmm. but like she, she's like, 
like carpal tunnel type. Yeah, I was uh, going to say that's. Syndrome. I've heard of that usually after pregnancies, because from all the grabbing and stuff like that during labor, you can really mm-hmm. like. I know my mother uh, developed carpal tunnel. She had three natural born children, so yeah. But, uh, but this was the weird thing with Crystal is it went away as soon as Noah was born. Interesting. Like, so it wasn't like Almost a like thing that diabetes, came. Diabetes. Well, and she's diabetes. had that too. She had pregnancy diabetes. Gestational mm-hmm. diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but that, that's not first trimester. That's something you do a test right, for right. later. So okay. something to look forward to. <laughs> okay. No. Um, what about like, confirming pregnancies and, I mean, you guys will probably speak on it more than I can, but uh, confirming pregnancies and, and being able to tell others. Like We talked before about um, reveal parties and that kind of stuff. Sure. Gender reveals. And, awesome. And, yeah. Like, it, can be so, it can be so much fun, um, you know, but uh, let's see, like, is there, there is, there's probably lows to that as well, too. Um, like, you know. Well, I guess it depends on how tie. To me, the only thing you really find out in that, f- see, even the first trimester, you don't even know if it's a boy or a girl yet, right? right. So there's, the gender rules aren't so much. It's just more the excitement of sharing of with people. I suppose you know, you know, maybe certain family members may not. It may, things like that, depending on your situation. Uh, you know, if you're close with your family, if you're not close with your family, I would think the emotions are always generally higher. So perhaps somebody's passed away, or they aren't speaking to each other, and you can't share that kind of information with the family. I could see where that would be at a real emotional low. But you're always dealing with these, um, you know, the hormonal imbalances. And it's, for me, it was pretty steady. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot more highs than lows because I'm feeling excitement. But in terms of her, like, I mean, I, it was really. I just found it the the hormones were most noticeable on ins, inconsequential things on right. things like watching a television show uh, I think I told you a lot like watching Home Alone 2 and laughing to crying in two seconds and it's like we were just flipping channels like what's going on here flipping emotions like I know you hate Trump but he's only in the movie for 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. yeah just relax do not watch Grey's Anatomy if you're pregnant okay. well, there you any go. scene with a child and it's usually something wrong awful yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah turn it off turn yeah, it off yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um, so that was that, that to me was the main ups and downs is it was superficial emotional stuff I had so much high doing the gender reveal because um, with Noah we decided um, to find out with everybody at the same time oh, so cool. we did the whole um, cut open a cake and if it's blue inside or green or and you had somebody else bake inside. it for you with the yeah, yeah we just got the envelope yeah. from the okay. uh, from the ultrasound and took it to a baker okay. and they baked the cake Sweet. put some frosting over so you don't know cut into it boom excitement yeah. and it's like genuine excitement sure. on camera yeah. Yeah. and that was a real high about it now uh, a low is um the unsolicited no you know when you tell somebody oh you know I just found out my wife's pregnant and some people are so dumb that they say something like oh your life's over is that something to be excited about or was that a mistake (laughs) what a dick move you know like why would they do that I got a a lot of comments like that your life is over I think it's just asshole is general male um you know, like it's not always ribbing. males. Not always. Males. It's not always males. That's the, I, I the crazy say, I, thing. Sometimes it's super I haven't had a, women. and you know what? Maybe that's just my closed mindedness. But I haven't had a woman that's told me it's been a bad thing. Yeah. I've had nothing but have, guys. Has any woman said it to your wife? Perhaps nothing that she shared with me. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah no, because Crystal heard it. I heard it, and it's really? like, yeah. right. it's usually like the middle aged woman who had like three kids and she's not happy with herself and she's like why would you have kids yeah. you know they ruin your life you know they're money pits right yeah. my, my, my least favorite comment you know they're money you know kids are really expensive right 
at this point, oh, no shit. Yeah. We know thanks. they're expensive. Yeah. Hey, thanks. guess what? They're going to eat all your food. Yeah, they're yeah. human. They're going to eat. Thanks, like, yeah. well, I thanks. would have spent the money on myself otherwise, so yeah. shut up. Yeah, exactly. that's the way yeah. I look at it. And, and, and let's be honest. We get way more pride buying that Toronto Maple Leaf onesie than we I do can't. buying our own jersey. Do you know how much I've enjoyed? Debatable. Even just like little tiny, <laughs> even little, tiny stuff. Like, Fake jersey. There's a parking lot sale coming up. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I, yeah, you're exactly that. I went around at like Christmas time, and I found this super awesome like comic book style Superman onesie. And I'm just like, yes! Like I was so much more excited than I was getting, uh, you know, my new baseball glove when I was 16. It was weird. Like it was just because, and it wasn't for me. It was completely unselfish, like, um, like joy that I got out of yeah. this. It's so much. It's so refreshing. It's so neat. It's, you know, yeah. what refreshing to perfect. I think that's a perfect word yeah. to describe. Well, what it. it is is you're you're regaining that childhood wonder that you mm. what you lost because yeah. you're an adult now. Yes. You have it's mortgages. Christmas forgot, yeah, you have mortgages. It's like the Peter shit. Pan thing, you know. Totally. You're, yeah. All right. Um, I mean, those, those are so high. It's like. A low to like confirming is, um, we we had a, what's called um, a chemical pregnancy, which is where the pregnancy, uh, you, basically the drugs that you're taking, the fertility drugs that you take, mm-hmm. that we were taking at the time, or Brittany was taking at the time, um, fool a pregnancy test to thinking that you're pregnant, oh. but you're not actually pregnant. So they call that a chemical pregnancy. Okay. Apparently it's fairly common, but uh, with with people that were in our situation. And that's because of the the, the dr- drugs the, that yeah. you were taking. So yeah, so, so like, it you, shows you false positive. You won't have a chemical. On, on a you can't stick? have a chemical pregnancy if you're not taking them. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, so for for us it was uh, it was such a special moment. I don't I can't remember if I shared it on this podcast or another one, but. Um, I had gotten home from hockey, and by that time, Brittany's usually in bed. Sometimes the TV's on, sometimes it's not. And excuse me. And th- at this point, um, she was she was pretend sleeping. I didn't know. And I peeled back the sheets again to bed, and there was like a black jewelry box, like a necklace box, yeah. and inside was a pregnancy test uh, showing positive. Yeah. And yeah. I was and I was like, "Is this for real?" And she turned over, and she had big smile on her face, and we're so waited. happy, yeah. yeah. And then when we found out it was a chemical pregnancy, man, I was oh, like, oh, like, oh yeah, from you? yeah. And it was okay. yeah. So, and and uh, just give me one more second. It's it just one of those moments where you're like, you realize. That glimpse of hope is is so special. It's such a magic moment. Uh, a couple of days later, we found out it, it was a chemical pregnancy. It was hard, but not defeating. If that makes right. much sense. If anything, it probably made you want to pursue that happy exactly. moment for real. If yeah, anything, you know, because like right. you get taste. Yeah, like yeah. heroin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I kids mean, are like heroin. Right? <laughs> That's our hashtag. We're gonna be dead. Kids are like heroin. We're injecting kids right into. Our- Say no, no to drugs unless yeah. it's kids because yeah. they're like heroin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so having having it ripped out from underneath you, I mean, that's extremely difficult. So, like I said, Crystal was pregnant five times. We've had uh, several miscarriages. So, you know, you we didn't go through the chemical route. Were, the, were you not notified about the possibility of a chemical pregnancy? I, I wasn't like maybe, pos- it's possible. maybe informed more after like, yeah. the fact. They, they I told guess, you, probably. oh yeah, that could happen. Okay, yeah, because like for us, we we didn't go any chemical route um, yeah. to toot my own horn. Like usually, first try worked every yeah. time, right? Yeah. But then you get pregnant, and I remember the first time we were pregnant mm-hmm. before Noah, and I told everybody at like. Six weeks, eight weeks. I, I was remember like, how I'm proud pregnant. you were. I was so excited. You stood up at the table. Do you remember when you did it? The Christmas, Christmas dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did a, I I did totally a cheers. Remember. You know, this uh, is like family. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh, you know, tears. You know, the, the, uh, there weren't real tear, tear, tears. They like were like, man, man it was tears. because it was of the light. The light. Yeah, sweat yeah. and the light. It was just, dusty in there, too. I don't remember. That restaurant was so dusty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think they had a, a lumber mill close by. I wasn't. And I remember. So that, so if you were, that would have been our 
Christmas dinner yeah. that we do with the yeah, yeah. every year, and that would have been early December. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So our first miscarriage. It was, it was probably November. It's probably late November. Late November. Yeah. Right. Because and she we found out in September. Mm-hmm. September. So, yeah, late so September. So you're like eight weeks no more. Yeah. And, uh, and then we we had our first miscarriage on Christmas morning. Oh Jesus. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was Christmas Eve, but we ended up in the hospital Christmas morning. Yeah. We spent Christmas in the hospital. So, and then it gets taken away from you. Yeah. So, that's a huge low. Now, the second time, got pregnant again. We actually waited a year because we want we really wanted a summer baby. And then, second year, we made it past Christmas. So, we were excited. And yeah. then, Noah came along and we were happy. Yeah. And then, the third time, pregnant again. And then, we lost him. Again, on Christmas morning. No jokes. Oh, I'm not goodness. even lying. Not even lying. And then at this point, then the the fourth time, you know, we find out you're pregnant again. And I'm like kind of excited, but like a little defeated. So now we're talking about the You're playing the odds, unfortunately, now, right? It's like, God damn it. Do I get excited? And then we find out it's twins. So now I'm absolutely over the moon excited. Bring it on. And then we lost the twins. So it's like. It's really hard to get excited now, so that is a downfall of the first trimester for me. Yeah. And I don't really... I mean, I'm telling everybody now because we're 14 weeks. We're 15 weeks now. Mm-hmm. So we're past that point. Yes. We've already d- done our test to know that everything's healthy and good to go right now. And th- it's a lot less likely that we'll have a problem. Yeah. So fingers crossed. But first trimester, after you've had a couple losses, are devastating. How do you keep, how do you be the emotional rock, like, rock for your wife during that time? Because as oh. much as it, I'm sure it bothers you, and I can't imagine that, I'm, it's her, right? And it's all about, <laughs> like, you, you gotta have, I, how do you, going in, because you're gonna, you've sort of set these expectations for yourself, even going forward, you understand there's a risk and all that kind of stuff, so how do you, how do you do that? Well, I do it very poorly. But okay. thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of like your sex. Yeah. <laughs> she's, no, she's the best. I mean, it, it didn't matter what I would say or do because she's the one who has to deal with it. 100%. And she's the one who went through these first trimester morning sickness and and, and pain and, and excitement, but also hold held back excitement because you might lose it. Yeah. And then when you lose it, it's like, it's devastating. And there's nothing I can say no i just my job is to just be there yeah. and counselors have helped you okay. know when we yeah. lost the twins you no. go and you talk to somebody because sure. i'm the type of person who's like let's try to just avoid talking about it and right. move on and we're gonna keep trying and sh- women she, are more the type of let's talk about yeah, these least, emotions yeah so and it's important to talk about them sure so it, it's hard and, and i don't i didn't deal with it very well i don't right. think so yeah. to answer your question yeah, no that, and that's fair and i i I can't say, like, I'm the same. I'm very closed-minded with my emotions and, and the things that I want to discuss. Uh, even even in this, like, I'm a lot more careful with my words just because I don't want to share too much. And I think that's a na- – I don't know if that's a natural male instinct, but it sure feels like one to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can definitely appreciate that it is – you really have to centralize and kind of just, I don't know, just big hug, keep her, keep her Absolutely. close, and that's it, right? But I think, you know – it's important to talk about it on something like this, and I'm so glad that Anthony yeah. decided to do this topic as a sub-series because uh, everybody should know, especially first-time parents, yeah. you might think you know what you're getting into. You have no fucking idea what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay? Right. 
So having something like this, that's a recurring theme. And I don't mean that as that negative person who was saying like, "Oh, your life's over." It's not. No, you're gonna have the best of times and the worst of times. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like you are. As as a parent, you are. But your life is going to change, and there's gonna be a lot of positives, and there's gonna be a lot of a lot of negatives. Or Uh, not negatives, a lot of hardships. Yeah. Kyle, thank you. Thank you for sharing. That's it's 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 deep, but it's it's special. So thank you. I know it's not easy either to, to share those no, stories. It's not. <laughs> but thank you for sharing, man. That's it's it's so yeah. nice. Um, and hopefully hopefully someone who's listening to get something out of that because it's it's not I think the easy. communication aspect is what I got out of that. Yeah. It's just making sure that if I was ever fo- found in a similar situation as, as being as open as you can about it and then maybe seeking help with that with from from without. Like right. not just keeping it internal because I think that internally you're going to fall into a lot of your your character flaws and all that and then maybe you don't get your true emotions out. So right. I, I can see where counseling uh, is something that I normally probably wouldn't go with and I'm more bullheaded like Kyle, but I can see where in in traumatic traumatic or life-changing events I think it's important for it. We just had that Bell Lex, Let's Talk Day. So right, yeah. Yeah. that all builds into that. Mental illness can grow from life experiences if you haven't dealt with them correctly. So. 100%. Yeah. Okay, let's maybe lighten the mood a little bit. Let's talk about a topic that seems to be very topical right now or very trendy right now. Um, are pets good prep for babies? Hmm. You're asking the wrong person because I have the same feeling towards pets as you do towards cats. Cats are evil. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where to go with this topic because I personally, I like animals. Don't get me wrong, I yeah, love you grew animals. Up with animals, right? I, I grew up with way too many animals. Okay. My house was a zoo, okay. so maybe that's where I get a little bit of the not hesitation for pets. I don't want pets in my own life. Okay, I love coming here and seeing Lou. Yeah, well, he's the best. He, yeah. Okay. Overly effective. I love going to my dad's house and seeing his cats, and I love seeing other people's pets because I get to pet them and say hello, and then I get to go home and not have the responsibilities for it. So, but there's the key word, responsibilities. So are pets good practice for parenthood? Is that what you're asking? That's a question. Yes, in some ways, and no in others. Yes, because... You know, you can't just go away for a weekend when you have a pet. Right. You have the responsibility of that pet. You have to make sure that they're going to be fed. You have to make sure they're going right. to be walked if they're a dog. Right. You're going to have to make sure they get some social interaction. Someone's going to have to take care of them. So you have that responsibility of caring for another life and making sure that their needs are met. So, yeah, but kids are completely different. They grow. Well, they both don't they both eat out of a food bowl? <laughs> no, no. Well, eventually, no. Yeah. Eventually, the kid will grow up and he'll eat a, you know, a burrito in his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know, David Hasselhoff eat the burger off the ground. That's and, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we all revert back to our child. That's it. Childlike mannerisms. Yep. Dogs have a very structured set of needs. Very, very specific. Very, very repeatable. Right. One, you see one dog, you see them all. They aren't. All, I mean, yes, everything, everybody has its own personality and all, but right. in terms of the care aspect, the, the sustainability of life, do five, six, seven things well as a dog owner, you'll never have a problem. But with kids, I mean, they're a completely different, higher functioning, and, you know, it's a whole different ballgame. Well, so do you, do you think pets are good prep? I think they're a good prep to see if you are suited for parenthood. I don't think it's, because if you can't, 
if you can't enjoy uh, taking uh, taking on a pet, you won't. You're way out of the galaxy right. for children, right? right? So I think it's a good precursor, uh, but I don't think it necessarily reflects it all because you can still be a lazy pet owner and still have a successful pet, right? right. So I don't think you can be a lazy parent and have a successful. Child. I might get some hate for this, so send all your emails to not after thirty podcasts, not me. Um, but um, you know. Thank you. A lot of people say, oh, my pet is like my child. Hey, man. Hey, man. (laughs) Uh, But um, they're not, man, because if you haven't held your sick child in your arms... You know, it that's completely different than having a, a dog that's throwing up on your floor. Like, right. you get annoyed at your dog. Oh, come on, why couldn't you throw up on the tile? You, you know, yeah, wipe yeah. it up and, like, shove the dog aside. When you have a sick child in your arms, it's devastating. So right. there is a much different level of, of caring. Yeah, I mean, I, had yeah, two, I've had, I have two dogs, and I knew... <laughs> It's always been in my nature that I wanted to have children. I wanted to have dogs. So this was a commitment that I've had since I was young. And so I never thought that I couldn't do it or that that having a dog wouldn't be good practice for this kind of stuff. But at the same time, like... There's really like maintaining a dog is a very simple task. You just have to be a right. You just have to be a mouth breather, even you know. Like it's it's so. You know, will your dog be happy necessarily? No, but you can keep a dog alive by letting him go into the bathroom, keeping him water and food, and that's right. about it. Yeah, right? dogs you know? also so, not going to wake you up five times a night. Yeah. And they're generally more happy than not. Like dogs, if right. you if you treat a dog with a decent yeah. amount of respect, it's going to idolize you and follow you around and do nothing but want to serve you the rest of your life. I don't believe ch- if children are like that. I want way more. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they're like that. I think they're individual yeah. people with okay. feelings. And when a dog <laughs> right? says, "You know, can I have a treat?" and you say, "No," like, okay, goes back to his corner and lays down on his mat. When it, when you say, when a child says, "Hey, can I have that toy or that timbit?" and you say, "No," they will have a meltdown. And yeah. now you're dealing with that. So it, they're not really compa- comparable, but there are some similarities. Similarities. This is where I stand. If you gave away your dog, you pro- you might not want to have kids. You know, your personality might be a such. If you couldn't handle handle that, that's what I'm saying. You know, but But I don't think it's. There's also another dynamic too. Sorry, but but um, a a lot of times in a relationship between you know um, the man and the wife, the man and the woman, they decide we're not ready for kids yet. Let's try a pet. So to see, like Mm -hmm. you know, from a relationship standpoint, sometimes it's like that promise ring. You know what I mean? It's like that step before you get to that big step. I see what you're saying. I, I believe that pets are good prep uh, and having a child for one thing, maybe only one thing. And you guys, let me know if you disagree, but I believe if you're a selfish person, if you're truly a selfish person and you get a pet and that pet breaks you of some of your selfishness, I believe that's a good that's a good enough prep into becoming a parent. It's a good character builder, and it's probably something that, you know, in terms of our moral compass, that you would want to be a successful parent. Yeah, I can see that, but I think, yeah, at the same time, if you're a selfish person, you're probably not getting a dog to begin with. Right. I don't, I, I don't think. So, I agree with you. I think, I think taking on responsibility for a life that is not yours, putting a priority of something that's not yourself, which is... You, supposedly what you do when you get married, but you're right. still individual people. She right. still works, goes off to work. She feeds herself. Like there's, there's still a thing when you have, when you are solely responsible mm-hmm. for the life of something else. It, I think that, I think that does build character. You know, what's harder to keep alive than a pet, mm-hmm. a plant. Okay. Yeah. So get a plant if you want to <laughs> yeah. really right. try something because yeah. I've had multiple plants and, and they're hard to take care of to keep alive. That's true. Mm-hmm. My wife always buys plants with the goal of keeping them alive. They all die. Right? Yeah. So, 
if you guys are looking for a baby, <laughs> have one in April. No, I'm kidding. My, you know what? I have no no doubt in my mind. My wife's gonna be a fantastic mother. Um, just not a very good green thumb. Right. Yeah. But okay. Okay. So I guess we'll just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. No, I think we all agreed. Yeah, it, I think it, I think it, it's, it is. It is helpful in some ways, not in not yeah. maybe not in all the ways. It won't that you define think. whether or not right. you're going to be a good parent. Exactly, because yeah. I never had any pets. I, my wife and I, we didn't go the pet route because I but didn't you had want a, the respons- responsibility, the but selfishness. You had a pet growing up. I had hundreds of pets. There you go. Yeah. That's got to count for something. It probably does, but again, like I, I, I don't think you should get a dog because you want to have kids. I right, don't think. Right, I don't right, think right, it right. proves. Yeah. I don't think it proves that you'll be a successful parent. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's what we can all sort of yeah. agree on. Right? Okay. You get a dog because you like dogs. <laughs> All right, um, let, let, let's just keep venturing into the first trimester. Women, do you think women are being more mindful of their bodies? Like, they notice changes. Like, for example, wh- I think women are more in touch with their body anyways due to, like, menstrual cycle and, that, and, and stuff like that. Where Than a man, you mean? Than a man, yeah. yeah. I would like, definitely agree with like, that. Like, for example, like, my stomach rumbles. I'm either hungry or yeah. I have a case of diarrhea. Well, I was just going to say, we only often. have a couple moods, right? It's happy, yeah. angry, or hungry. Right, yeah. Or sometimes hangry. And, 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 and women will know. Like, I work with all women. I hear all the ins and outs about it. Um... They they and they know their body like to a T. You know they'll start their day fine, and the afternoon they'll have a, a, you know like a mini meltdown. And I'll be like, "What's wrong? Are you okay? Are you gonna be able to survive?" Like, "Oh, I just had my period." Like they're like they're they're that they're they they know how their body will work. They know what issues they're having. So do women become more mindful during that first trimester where the body is starting to change to prep to house a baby, and then the following months? I guess the only thing I saw in my wife is that. I don't think she was more mindful because she's always cared about, um, you know, how she how she looks, how she feels, uh, you know, general well-being, health, beauty, all of that kind of stuff. But I think that the thing that she became she became a little bit less lazy, if I want to say that. And I'm not saying that she's lazy all the time. I'm just saying the things that it's like, oh, well, I should eat a little better. I'm going to take care of it because it's not for me anymore. Again, that motherly feeling and that it didn't take long for my wife to start mothering that child. If it's, I don't know if it was the initial seeing seeing him on the sonogram or starting to feel the internal rumblings or something like that, but I saw a switch in my wife, and they call it nesting, they call it mothering, nesting. they call it whatever you want. Um, I saw an immediate, like, attachment that I now strive to have from the outside of the womb with my child. You know, now I talk to him, yeah. and, I, and, I get, and I'm getting good kicks, kicks yes. in 30 weeks, like solid, solid kicks. And I sing to him, and I talk to him about my day and what an awesome person he's going to become. And all of this other stuff, right? What I are you singing? What are you singing by chance? Always the Beatles. I don't mess around. Really? Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I was Here top, comes the sun? I was top 15 expert rock band back in the day, Beatles rock band, right? Yeah. I'm not messing around. We spent a lot of time on There's videos out there in the world. You, you touched on two excellent things there, but the, the nesting, I call it nesting, because that's mm. 100% what it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Crystal is, when she found it, I, I think it's from conception, to be honest. Or really? As soon as they find out, as soon as they know 100% it's yeah. a pregnancy, yeah. they change. Crystal was a, we'll say, lifelong smoker, yeah. heavy smoker. Yeah. And the day she, she tried quitting three times while, we, while we've been together yeah. for three years or whatever. Right. When she found out she was pregnant, cold turkey. Hasn't smoked since. No. Okay. So we're talking three years. Yeah. You know, she is a rock star. Quit smoking. She, there's no plastic in our house anymore because that's, that's a thing. Everything is glass containers for Tupperware. Right. Um, she's, everything's organic. We only eat organic food now. Like 
it, she's it's taking an, it on. She's to, taking it on to, to cut, the to the highest of levels, actually, like to make those drastic lifestyles. Yeah, but amazing. and it's more. It's it's not just for the child in in her womb. Yeah, it was also. Now Noah, you know, eats all healthy foods. We want to continue that trend. It right. doesn't want to just be, you know, internalized for uh, while she's pregnant. Right. We want to make this a lifestyle change, right? Sure. Yeah. So sh- women are 100% more in tune with their bodies. And I always thought some of those things were silly. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, give me a break. Plastic can't be that bad. But it is. You know, and you find out sugar. You know, right. we, don't, we don't give him Timbits and we don't give him crappy food. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm going to get some hate for this, but a lot of parents think, ah, we'll just pick up McDonald's once a week for our kid. But that is you, you being lazy. Yeah. Go home and steam some fucking broccoli. Yeah. Powerful. Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Takes five minutes. Yeah, if that. Right. Mo- mo- I think most good meals can be whipped together between 15 and 30 minutes. I think you can make subs. Substance? Substantial? No. Sustenance? You can make... Nice. Sustenance? That's why he's going to be a dad. (laughs) Yeah. You can make sustenance quickly. You can make a good meal take some work. A good, good, strong meal. Like an artistic meal takes some time, right? This is John DeNoir's expertise here, but, like, to make a good, a vegan meal taste good, let's be honest, like, you got to add some of the right spices and and some love. There's lots of good vegan meals out there. (laughs) But if you're just looking for sustenance, Boil some broccoli. Boil some carrots. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, and yeah. your kids your kids gonna love it. Kids and then you find out broccoli. kids are picky eaters. Maybe it's because McDonald's tastes better than the broccoli. But if you only gave him broccoli, then he has nothing to really go uh, against. Really good yeah. point. Yeah, That's a really absolutely. Good point. I've I've actually been thinking about that, making a concentrated effort to stay away from that kind of stuff because it's just the tip, man. As soon as you oh. get the tip, it's like. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it. it's that whole like heroin sounds, again. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, McDonald's is heroin for children. Exactly. Yeah, hashtag yeah. it's gonna start trending. So Okay, let's uh, let's hit our last topic, which might be our longest winded one. But the gender woes. Now, Mike and I haven't officially announced on the podcast. What we're having, uh, if you guys have, if you guys are avid listeners of the Not After Thirty Network, drum roll. Yeah, then you guys know what we're having, but. Uh, Mike, do you want to start? Should I start? You can go ahead. All right. Well, let's do a drum roll then. Okay. So Brittany and I, April 16th, will be introducing our beautiful daughter into the world. Hey! Um, we'll go with yours and then we'll, we'll break Yeah, it sure. Um, so. Drum roll. Okay, my wife Hal and I will be introducing on April the 9th, which is very close to opening day, the starting pitcher for the Blue Jays in 2040, my son. Yay! Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, No, we're guys, very, very excited, yeah. It's okay, so let's talk gender ro- woes. Whoa. Um, for, I, I would like to start, but for us, um, because we had tried for so long, and the fact that we finally got pregnant with some help of magic slash science, mm-hmm. um, we didn't care if we were going to give birth to a golden retriever. We just wanted a baby so bad. So the fact that I, I'm having a girl now, I had I, Kyle can back me up for years. I had claimed I'd never have a daughter. Now that we have a daughter, I'm I'm very open to the opportunity. Still not open to the color pink. It still weirds me out a little bit. Right. But um, yeah, I'm 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 so happy that we're having like, and everyone everyone's like, oh, uh, babies will change you. A girl will change you. I'm already changed. I'm all yeah. I'm already on board for that. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm a feminist because most of that's kind of silly, but. I really believe that 
um, there are some women out there who I look at and I'm like, wow, you must have had a really well-rounded father because you understand men, you understand how men work, but you're, you're also a very strong woman. Right. And I see that and I'm like, that's what I want my daughter. I, I, don't want my da- I don't want my daughter to be jaded by some of the views of some of the... Um, the women out there who think they're feminists, who actually aren't feminists. Like I had, I had an argument with a woman saying that she's like, "Oh, uh, Princess Diana was my role model. She was a real woman. She stood up for all these things." I'm like, hold, hold your role for one sec. Mm-hmm. Princess Diana is a not a good role model. She's a public figure that was put into power. She married rich, and then because she married rich, became a. Uh, uh, Philanthropist, 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 yeah. and uh, I was like, yeah. If I had all the money I ever needed, of course I'd do good things. What yeah. else would I do with my time? <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, you know, I, I and and this isn't like this. Is it a do a whole yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yes. sure. but but <laughs> my, I couldn't. My goal I'd be is, out real quick. Yeah. My goal is for for our daughter to be a very well rounded woman, girl, lady, whatever. Um, and, that, and, and and I'm excited for that challenge. I'm excited for that opportunity, too. So I'm very, very honored to be having a baby girl. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess mean, on the flip side, for She me, may pitch for the Jays, too. I'll just put that out there, too. Yeah, she may pitch for the Jays. Dude, uh, I'll, I will let Kyle get into this in a second. But for me, the flip side was uh, I'm not shy about saying that I wanted a son. Um, it's something that I've wanted since I was old enough to realize what my father meant to me mm-hmm. and wanting to replicate that for somebody in the same kind of way, a, a way that I was familiar with coming from a, uh, a family of five boys. Um, but I will tell you, I, and I've said this, I think on a previous episode before I was fully expecting a girl. Um, uh, I had conditioned myself to believe it, uh, took a little bit of getting around in my head just because I really, there was a, there was something in me that said, no, you just want a son. And I don't think that's uncommon for most men to be perfectly no. honest with you. I don't think it's sexist. I think it's just familiar yeah. and men are creatures of habit. So, um, but that being said, I'd convinced myself it was going to be a girl. My wife had done the same. Uh, and then when we found out it was a boy in the ultrasound there, uh, we couldn't wait too long to tell our family and friends. We waited for the close family and friends. We told them within a week, we got everybody together as quickly yeah. as possible. Cause we were just too excited. I got a text message right? on Tuesday. You guys went on Tuesday. I got a yeah, text message. Exactly. So it was was one of those things that, um, you know, we, we took care of uh, right away. But at the same time, the more that I conditioned myself, I was, uh, my wife was disappointed that, to a certain extent that she wasn't going to have a girl. But I think that had to do with her watching the Gilmore Girls very, very heavily in and around that time. That's a um, that's my a wife has. I'm watching it right now. My oh. wife, I'm very familiar with the town of Stars Hollow. Uh, that's what you do when your wife is pregnant. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Doesn't. No, mean. See, that's one of those hardships that we got to. That the men have to deal it's, with. It is. It is. Show. Honestly, it is what it is. It's, you just got used to it. And you guys have fucking cell phones. Look at yourself when oh, the show. I am. The whole time the show is on, I'm I spend way too much time on fantasy sports. Way because I watch a lot of crappy TV. Yeah, that's I, why I, you're the coach. Yes, exactly. So, um, but no, all of that being considered, I actually I would really like a girl next time. Mm-hmm. I would have. I think I, I'm really looking forward to that experience. I hope that we end up with one of each at least, and then we'll see where we go from there. And uh, but man, yeah, it, honestly, the emotional highs and lows of the gender woes. Um, I think the closer you get and the more you realize that this is a life-changing decision that really doesn't matter on on sex, uh, the less that matters. At least it did for me. I don't know. How about you, bud? Were you, were you anticipating anything? Was okay. there a preference? Let's well, be honest. Like, yeah, we might as well all I, be honest, this, right? This is the safe space of honesty, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, no. Is. I have strong, strong beliefs on a couple things here. So uh, when it came to – I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When it came to marriage – 
marrying my wife, I only had one strong want, and that was for her to take my last name. And she was completely willing. It wasn't even a conversation. Cool. But that was important to me because I want to carry that name on. Yes. And then when it comes to children, it was the same thing for me. I want a boy because I want him to carry on my name, the name, and I want to carry on my genes Absolutely. that way. That's the first thing I said to my father when I called him is that we're going to carry on the family name. That's right. It, mat- and- it mattered to me. All, like, and it didn't matter to me all the time growing up, but it's just the more that I, that I gained perspective, yeah. the more it became like this is a legacy item. This is all I have left. Have you, you know, ever like, really, heard, think about it. Um, like I was having a conversation with uh, this, this, this lady and she told me, she's like, oh, you know, I'm one of four girls and yep, my bloodline stops at, me, stops at us or, or, or my dad's name stops at us. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I never your, thought your of that. Your dad must be pissed. <laughs> you know? Maybe he never thought of it. Right, sure. But, like, yeah. to me, it's important to carry it on. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the monkey in me or I think it is the monkey or whatever. I think it could but be like, that simple. I want to carry it on because it's been carried on since, you know. God, whenever it is that it started. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it started. Millennia ago, maybe. I don't Who know. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, I want to continue that on. So that was what was really important to me. So when we found out we were having a boy, well, Crystal, first of all, was convinced it was a girl right i was more on the i'm gonna will it to be a boy so i was like i was always saying he's gonna be this he's yeah, gonna be she, that did she get mad at you for that no she want. now that it's a boy she's couldn't have imagined a world without a boy wow. okay and yeah, that's yeah. and that's what's gonna happen whether you have a boy or a girl i right. think yeah. um but the um at the gender reveal the video if if she gives me permission i'll maybe i'll send it to you and you cool. can post it yeah, on here we'll but do. the gender reveal we cut into the cake and we pull it out the, the cake and um <laughs> thanks thanks for clarifying, just want to clarify. yeah and we you know I, I, we see the cake and we see the insides blue and i'm like fist in the air yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her face is almost blank <laughs> Like and it's not, she was shocked because she was convinced it was a girl. She wasn't angry. She wasn't pissed that it's going to be a boy, but she was shocked. Her, you can see in her face. She's like, oh, I was so convinced it was a girl. <laughs> and um, fine. So now we have a boy. Yeah. Awesome. And now, um, you know, when, when we found out we were having twins, I was like super excited because now I have both a single child and now I'm going to have twin children. Yeah, yeah. And if it's twin girls and I have a boy, I have girls, I have twins, I have single child. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've got like more than a nuclear family. This is amazing. Yeah. This is what I wanted. But anyways, lost the twins and then now we're having another child and we found out it's a boy. Okay. So great. If one of them ends up being gay, which I'm fine with. I still carry on the name, still carry on the, still carry on the genes, right? <laughs> We're hard to go. left, eh? I'm just yeah. saying. That's the hardest I I left be, Safe space, honestly, right? I was wondering where we are going to go with it's that. It's important. And then now, but now after this child, because I want, we want a lot of children. Yeah. Now, you desire I want to have that girl, girl now. Yeah. Now yeah. it's time to have yeah. the girl. Like, I'm sure. starting to will a girl. Sure. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The next one's a girl. Well, I think that's healthy. I think that's natural. And I don't think there's any, I never thought that anybody with gender opinions uh, pre-finding out had anything but you know it's just it's shaped by who you are it's shaped by your life yep. experience it's a bunch of pers- it's interpersonal stuff and in the end you can't do a lick about it anyway so that's what does it, it matter right yeah I I let's see how to of course I think what you said hits home for me is you know um, I wanted a boy because I'm familiar plus I got two nephews mm-hmm. I thought it would just be so much fun but then I started thinking about the dynamic of having a little girl and that and it makes me feel a little bit better about everything and not that, not that I felt bad about it but it just 
maybe it's like a little reassurance that maybe this was supposed to, like maybe it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, let me throw a little curveball. Did you guys have the gender dream? No, but you. I think uh, you actually discussed the uh, yeah, gender I, I, dream I, at I some do, point. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I, one of the episodes. I think I, one of the later ones coming up. Yeah. where you speak about it very vividly. But no, I didn't have it. Did you have any premonitions or anything like that? Like no. Sadly, I've never had a dream about children like of a child even Noah like he's two and yeah. a half I've never had I haven't had a dream with Noah in it yet right okay. or a dream before any children were coming that mm. it was going to be a boy or a girl I have not had that yeah wow. yeah I having the gender dream and having the gender dream come true which yeah. is a tongue twister and a half yeah. um it weird it weirds me out but maybe that's part of the, your body that's in tune with the child pregnancy Part. I don't know. Like it just. I mean, we all know that the males give the the chromosome balance of what it's going to be. Right. But the fact that it was um, that I had that because Brittany didn't have that dream. But I remember my uh, my my uh, sister in law Daniela saying that she had a gender dream of having a little boy sitting in her lap, and and they had a boy. So it weirds me out a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm almost kind of happy that I had that moment to be like, well, that's my little piece of this puzzle sure. of, of this baby being born. I think it's nice, and I think it's a cool story that people hear. I believe in the next episode, in episode four, and I, I think it's a great... Uh, I think it's nice. I think any way you can personalize this experience that is so unique, uh, by all means, you know? I think it just helps you grow as a person and, and just take that much more out of it, right? Yeah. So. I really like what you were saying, though, about the fact Anthony was saying about having a girl, and you, you're going to be able to instill in her what men are like and 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 oh yeah she'll know that every guy is a dirtball 100 percent. yeah like don't don't look into them for more than one and a half seconds because they'll think that you want to have sex with them so yeah. just no eye contact ever and, sunglasses inside and yeah carry a knife yeah. <laughs> it's good sound advice yeah, yeah. right she'll, she'll pepper spray well. knife yeah yeah, yeah. i i i've always maybe we can end it here but i always loved uh what's it chris rock yeah. like you you if you have a daughter your only job is to keep her off the pole <laughs> yeah well if she has my genetics she'll be off the pole for sure <laughs> all right you know what let's go home with this podcast it's a it's a beautiful time to do it we end every we're gonna be dad podcast with some dad jokes um mike yeah i can start off i have a like a specific dad joke this time let's it's hear a, it it's one that my dad tells a lot and i'm gonna paraphrase it because uh, my dad yeah these interpersonal jokes with your parents, you almost have to be there. You have to know the people. You have to see the delivery because that's really – it's about the character that your father is in your head more than the joke itself sometimes. But I'll give it a whirl. So there's a fella here, um, and uh, he's always wanted to be in a Broadway play. And, uh, you know, he'd done all this local acting and, and tried to get in and, and, and just really looking for an opportunity to go on Broadway and just be able to do something. It's been his lifelong dream. And he gets in, he gets a call from his agent, and they said, look, look and they got, they got this uh, – the Civil War play, and uh, we really need one person uh, to come in and do just do one la- line. One line, we need you in there, but you'll get your chance. You get to be on Broadway, it'll be your dream. We need you tonight, though, so we need you right away. You gotta hop on the next plane and get here. And the guy says, Oh, great, thanks so much, agent. You know, like, what, what, what's the line? What, I wanna practice before I get there. What's the line? And he says, uh, All you have to say is, Hark, I hear a cannon fire. Hark, I hear a cannon fire. Okay, I can do that. I can do that, agent. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get on the next plane. I'm gonna head out to New York. I'll be there. I'll be there in time for tonight's show. Great. So he hops on the plane. He's sitting there, sitting in the waiting room. He's going through security. Hark! I hear a cannon fire. Hark! I can't, you know, it's really trying to give a lot into it. This old school like Civil War thing. Hark! I hear a cannon fire. 
I need people looking at him funny in the airport, but he's practicing because this is his lifelong dream. Hark, I hear a cannon fire. He's on the plane and they're flying. Hark, I hear a cannon fire. He gets off the taxi and he's got to get right to the, he's got to get take the taxi from JFK right to Broadway. This, you know, he's just going to make it on time for the show. This is his big thing. You know, he gets yeah, practicing in the taxi on the way. Hark, I hear a cannon fire. Hark, I hear a cannon fire. And everybody's looking at him like he's nuts. So he runs out, you know, he runs out of the cab. He runs, he gets all dressed up in his old Civil War garb and they push him on the stage. And, you know, and they say, all right, here, here we go. It's going to be your turn. And he hears the cannon go off and it goes, cannon goes, boom. And he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so that's, that's just yeah. dad enough. Yeah, just dad enough. Exactly. All right. What is the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well dressed man on a bicycle? I couldn't say. A wheel? I don't know. A tire. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> dad point, yes. Um, okay, so mine's. Not really something my dad did a lot or anything, but um, it's a common s- silly thing that's said. But uh, whenever I would say, um, "Can I, can I go to the bathroom?" They'd always be like, "I don't know, can, can you?" you? You're, you yeah. know, things like that. That's <laughs> yeah. just a total dad thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And my mom usually did it more, like you know, "Mom, can I have a sandwich?" Or no, uh, what was it? Can you make me a sandwich? Poof, you're a sandwich. You know what yes, I mean? She would say something yes. like that. So that, that, that's my dad joke. Yeah, no, that's... All right, I got one more. What do you call cheese by itself? Prove alone. <laughs> that, that was Gouda. <laughs> Solid oh. ending right there. Uh, what's, a fiber, what's a pirate's favorite cheese? Mm, Havarti. Havarti. <laughs> What's R. a pi- pirate's R. favorite letter? R. You'd think it'd be R, but in fact it's the C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're such losers. Oh, we're such dads. Uh, well, Kyle, thank you so much for being our dad. My pleasure for being here, man. I was really excited to be an expert on something. Well, I'm excited for you to discipline us because we've been bad. <laughs> so let's end this podcast the only way we know how. Thank you so much, everybody. Follow us on Nafta 30 Podcast on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, Nafta 30 Podcast. If you had an email, Nafta 30 Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Nafta 30 Podcast. Thank you so much, Mike. You got anything to say to the no, people? No, that's great. I always enjoy it. And it's great to have Kyle here uh, yeah. in the studio as well. Yeah, always man. a pleasure. Kyle, do you have a podcast sign off? <laughs> um, I don't. Okay. Not an appropriate one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what Dave did, he PG 13 his, ah. his sign off. So I don't know if you want to do that too, but I no. No, you're good. Uh, you know, the only the only thing I want to do for for this podcast is just give a little bit of advice on anything and it on something. So you're gonna have a lot of highs, you're gonna have a lot of lows as a parent. It's all worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that explosive diaper, it's worth it. You and when you get to hold that child in your arms for the first time you're going to blubber, you're going to cry, and it's going to be one of the most magical moments in your life. So I'm so excited that you guys get to experience that and uh, enjoy every, every second of it. Can't wait. Fantastic advice from our favorite dad. Yes. Well, thank you so much. 
Guys, this is episode three of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. Uh, but probably another two weeks before episode comes out, episode four comes out, that we'll have Dave on the on here uh, to do that. And uh, with that being said, Kyle, we'll probably see you. I don't know, episode eight or so. Yeah, seven or Good. seven or eight. We'll get when, in there. Whenever you eight need. Sure. All right. That being said, have a great day, y'all. See you later.